1: Soul 48 of The Awakened Soul. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that song to start off with. I wanted to start it a little bit differently. You know I love soul music um, which you know I've gotten I've been using a lot of soul music and uh, I've gotten messages saying oh well the music goes with the name of the show which that's just a coincidence. The Awakened Soul um, is not really just that name isn't derived from soul music itself. It's more so um, you know, I, I, explained this in episode three. I think, like, uh, the awaken part of the awakened soul means just that to awaken, to make people think, to, to w- awaken something in you, your mind, your spirit. Um, has nothing to do with being woke. Uh, some people confuse it. And the soul part, the soul part of the, the name, the awakened soul. It means uh, because I believe when you connect with people, when you truly, truly connect with people, you aren't necessarily connecting with the, just that person, their body, the the physical person is there. When you make a real connection with somebody, it's your souls that are connecting. And, you know, some people hear that and, and think that I mean by that, like like relationship love. No, I mean, like when you really like I'm pretty sure a lot of people love their best friend. When you when you make that connection with someone, you're connecting on a spiritual, soulful level. Um, so that, that's that's you know i gotta I gotta read just that every so often i I need to reaffirm especially when as new people come on, what the name of the podcast means because it has nothing to do that name didn't derive from staying woke, so those are two things uh the awaken again to, to awaken something in you whatever it being mentally spiritually uh whatever, and so it's because I wanna connect when when you listen to this podcast, when you listen to the topics when you listen to things we discuss whether it's something serious like politics social issues, um, or if it's something just fun like talking about music or movies or just whatever crazy segments we come up with um over the course of the show, I want you to connect with me. I want to connect with you. I want to hear back from you. I want to connect with that with the soul, with with the spirit of the people who listen to this podcast. So, you know, I just wanted to clear that up. It has nothing to do with being woke. Uh so you you cannot be woke listening to this podcast. Hopefully it'll make you in a sense become woke because you go and research things or it'll make you think about something, but it's it's about so much more than that. Um enough of that. You know, I am happy to be back for the second time this week. We have Gabby and KT from Talk It Out Podcast. Um we cover a, a wide range of topics. It's it's gonna be an amazing show, but before we do that, we have to get into the mind of Hayes. So we're gonna take a brief musical break. On the other side of that, we're gonna get into my crazy, crazy mind. All right, so now we're in the crazy mind of CEO Hayes. I don't know why you guys keep coming back for this. Like, everyone knows I'm not quite right, but uh no, nah, all jokes aside, um, I want to start off by talking about The Avengers uh, Infinity War becoming the fifth highest grossing movie of all time in just this short amount of time already is amazing. I believe it had the highest debut in China with 200 million Um And, you know, anyone who hasn't heard it, check out my Infinity War review. It's on episode 46, Idle Wars. But this this movie and I know we got Solo, we got Deadpool coming, which are all hopefully going to be great movies and blockbusters within their own right. But I still see Avengers sticking around. And let's not forget Black Panther is still in theaters and you can right now buy it digitally. Uh, And I think it comes out on DVD today, if I'm not mistaken. So um, yeah, it's it's just amazing time for Marvel. Um they've just they've really just ha- have pulled off this whole cinematic universe better than has really ever been done before. And you know, you have to get your hat ha- give your hats off, hat- kudos and all that. I can't wait to see what they do with Ant-Man. We got Captain Marvel coming. After that, we got uh Infinity War Part 2, whatever they end up titling in that. And then we get into that next phase. Whatever that ne- this next generation of the Marvel uh, cinematic universe is going to be. I everyone's going to be excited for because as much and as long as they've been around um at this point, it's it's not stopping. and And they're able to keep this fresh by each one of their movies being different in its own right and being a different type of movie. And as long as they're able to keep that going, I don't see a fatigue coming. I know a lot of people are worried about superhero movie fatigue and if they can keep the momentum at this point now, even if Marvel Marvel does stumble with one, maybe even two movies, I still don't see that brand loyalty being given up because just of how good and consistent they've been for 10 years. There's not been a movie studio who has delivered this consistency of movies, maybe ever over 10 years, not a single flop. Like, and don't get me wrong. The first Avenger isn't my favorite movie. Uh, neither is star the Thor: the dark world. I really didn't care for that one. That's probably my least favorite MCU movie, but th- they were still hits. And even the worst Marvel movie is better than a lot of movies. And as long as they keep that going, man, man, and they're learning from their mistakes. So, um, I mean, just look at the growth from dark War- world to Ragnarok. Um, and they keep directors, new directors and writers coming on board. As long as Feige's at the helm of that, I really don't fear that at all. Um, so yeah, we'll see what's going on with that. Uh, the next thing that that's in my mind is the NBA playoffs. Last night, Houston Rockets, Golden State Warriors, just an amazing game, um, especially that first that first half. If you weren't on the edge of your seat that first half, um, then I don't know what to tell you because they were trading shots, threes. James Harden was going crazy. But this is this is where the problem with James Harden comes in at. His defense is so fucking horrendous that as great as he is on offense, is many he could score 40 points but he probably is going to give up 25. So he's really not netting you that many points. And that's why it's important to at least be solid on both ends of the ball, or at least have um, someone who can cover up those holes. And um, it's, it's just like, go back and look at, look at the um, look at the, the defense that he played, and look at some of the points he was he was giving up. And the thing is, is that the, the the brand of defense he plays, and the way that he plays defense, and he doesn't really he's not a strong defender. It's not necessarily the one on one defense that's the problem. Like look at what he's doing in transition. Look at what he's doing with some of his mistakes, and how they're leading to easy baggage, back easy baskets for maybe not even the person that he's covering. You 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 I, I I need more out of James Harden on defense, and he's capable. He he's shown flashes of it. And I don't know if it's just because they rely on him so heavily on offense or maybe he's in his own head. But this is the problem with James Harden. Every single playoffs, every single time. Um, so yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that more as these playoffs continue. We got the Cavs and the Celtics tonight, as well as the draft lottery. I need my Chicago bulls to get in that top three. That's what I need to have. I need my Chicago bulls to get in that top three with knowing the bulls. They have two picks in this draft. They have at least the sixth pick. And I think you can move down to seventh at the lowest. Um, we need, we got that pick and we also have the 22nd pick. I almost, just because I know the Bulls, the person who we draft at 22 is going to probably have a bigger impact than the person we draft at the top. If it's not in the top three, just watch, just, I don't like doubting my team, but they always seem to get the lower draft picks better than they do the higher ones. Um, And then the last topic in the mind of Hayes that I want to talk about is this whole, not really controversy, but this, all this talk about childish gambit on the fact that he is dating a white woman. And how does that impact how we look at him? Is he really woke because of it? It Should he be a um someone that we look up to? Should he be able to speak on the culture because he's dating a white person? And that is some of the most stupid shit I have ever heard in my life. Just because he can date someone who's red, purple, blue, black, white, I don't care. It doesn't change the fact that he's a black man and that he's had those experience it doesn't stop him from being woke i keep i want i want to drill this home being pro black doesn't have to mean being anti white let's get that in our heads i think and and don't get me wrong i understand because of some people's experiences and what they've gone through why they may initially think that but part of this whole woke thing if you want to be woke is realizing the intricacies of that type of stuff. Like you don't, you don't have to be anti-white to be pro black. You don't have to be anti anything to be pro anything. And that's one of the things in the last episode from a couple of days ago with a track that he said, and I love the point that he made is that I don't have to agree with you to understand where you're coming from. Just, just think about that. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, it's just, it's really idiotic. Um, kind of the backlash and, and the response and people on social media and it's just stupid. Um but that's that's enough. That's the journey into my dark dark mind this week. We're gonna get into our intro music on the other side of that it's gonna be the icebreaker with me, Gabby, and KT and talking out podcast All right, ladies and gentlemen, I told you guys last week I was going to have a, a pretty deep and a conversation. I was looking forward to having a well, set of conversations, and uh, I was able to get the ladies of Talk It Out podcast to be able to join me. I'm really excited for this conversation, so with no further ado, I'm definitely going to introduce Gabby and KT from Talk It Out Podcast. Welcome to the Awakened Soul for the first time, ladies. How are you guys doing?
2: Yeah. Thank you you for inviting us. Thank you. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Bring it in.
1: (laughs) <laughs> no problem man uh so definitely check out the podcast and you guys know how i do at the end of the podcast we'll have time to shout out everything so you guys can support them check them out if you don't already um which they have a extremely dope podcast so definitely check that out but before we get into the nitty and gritty we you know because like i said this episode may get pretty deep i wanted to start it off with the iceberg and something fun um so gabby i'm gonna come to you first on this one and uh the icebreaker today is the top three songs in your playlist right now what's in it
2: top three songs is um janelle Monet crazy classic life uh number two is uh stevie wonder beat of my heart and number three is janelle Monet, don't judge me
1: (laughs) okay okay i feel that list kt what about you
0: uh okay so uh and no this is not me copying gabby but uh number one janelle monet and my favorite song right now is don't judge me um second one is power glide featuring gcj and then my third one would probably
2: have to be um, just pick the one you listen to the most yeah probably that ray C O L C L O S. c-o-l-c-l-o-s-e Close.
0: yeah yeah
2: yeah probably
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, with uh, Travis Scott. Okay, that's what's up. That's a solid playlist all around. I, I respect that. No, um, <laughs> no, uh, J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar on your playlist at all?
2: Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> uh, that's
1: for
2: another episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no. no, no.
1: Well, yeah. well, we'll we'll get we'll talk about that at a later time. Uh, I may poke okay. some fun <laughs> at you over that over the course of this podcast. But um, let's get into our first segment. We're going to take a brief break and then we're going to get into it. Tune to the point next the Maul himself, Alpha Top, Bernie two times, Wally Kovacs, Ad and Ali on the Mogul Lounge every Monday at eight AM on UrbanMogulLife.com for the latest episode and make sure to follow on Twitter at Urban Mogul Life. All right. So our first topic for today is. Do transgender rights trump women's rights, or how do they affect women's rights? Maybe a better way to pose that question. Uh, there was an article that I uh sent to you guys, um, and it kind of just sparked my mind on the debate, but uh, it, it's not really the basis of this conversation. It's just, and this has gone on longer than now. No, um, transgender rights are, are, are have been more publicized right now, but this stems all the way from 1977. Um, mm-hmm when uh, Gloria Steeman uh, had uh, disapproval over a tennis player, Renee Richards, um, being characterized as a woman. And uh, so w- w- just with that as the basis, and I'm sure we'll get into more stats and more uh, specifics as we talk about this. But uh, KT, I'll come to you first. What, 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 When you hear that, do you think that transgender rights at all, Trump, or, or affect women's rights negatively?
0: So I think that when you talk about transgender rights, there is transgender women. So, like, they're intersectional. You can't, like, they don't like, like, transgender rights doesn't necessarily trump women's rights because there's transgender women. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. What do
0: you think,
2: Um, Yeah, I agree. Because, like you said, there's transgender women and. Uh, Gloria Stein Steinman, whatever she she that was problematic of her to say, and I think she's she's probably progressed now in 2018, But uh, transgender rights do not affect cis people cisgender rights. Like just because trans folks are trying to get their rights and they are trying to be respected in society doesn't mean that now everybody's going to come and kill all the cisgender folks. <laughs> like, people just—it's the change that they don't—they're scared of change, and they're scared of the unknown. So they think that, oh, all these trans people are popping up, they're going to harass me or something, but it's, it's not found it's, in it's any the logic opposite. or truth, you know. It's kind of the opposite. Like,
0: cis people normally harass transgender people
2: as right, opposed yeah. to
0: trans people, like, doing that to cis people.
1: And so when when to to flip on the other side of the argument and, and again, I'm I don't fall on one side of this or another. I I I ultimately feel that everyone should be treated as best as you would treat yourself. And and that's just regardless of sex, gender, or anything else. Um and this like I said, it's mainly just a conversation that I that I wanted to have. But um on the other side of it, when you hear people say that if if men who were born as women but identify as a woman are then given the privileges of natural born women is that is that some people view that as as it negatively affecting um or or i even read an article where it says that it's a form of male entitlement which that It blew my mind when I read that, but when you, when you ladies hear about that, what, what do you think? Gabby, I'll come back to you first on this one.
2: I mean, it would only be male entitlement if the person identified as male. Like, if it was like, okay, I'm going to be a woman part-time, <laughs> you know, just uh, whatever rights that they think that these women are getting, even though women, that's why we have feminism, because we ain't got no rights and we being treated like trash. Whatever rights they think that women are receiving... Okay, they they're they're a woman part time. They get the rights, and then they go back to being a man, and they're like, okay, being a woman was nice. Like it's not the way it is. Like trans women, they they're women. They live their life as women. There's no going back. There's no male entitlement because they're not men and they're not living as men. So I don't understand where that where that comes from. And most of, and these people are not like, okay, I've been living as a man all my life. I've never even thought about being trans. Uh, I saw somebody on TV that was transgender. Now I'm transgender. That's usually not the way it works. Usually it's something that they've grown and thought about and they've been been in all of their life. And they're like, OK, it's finally time to transition, transition. But they've always mentally been male or female, you know. So it's not like some uh, conspiracy to take these imaginary women's rights. Cause there, there are none. Yeah. I mean,
0: that's what I was going to I was going to ask is, like, what natural born rights do women have? Like, is there like I like I can't think of something that women has that trumps men. Does that make sense? Like, I don't what would be something? I that... guess
2: people opening up the door for you. Oh, oh, uh, that's pretty much the only one I can think of.
1: Yeah, and uh, Even uh, even the article that I read, it really only pointed out the fact that of um a transgendered woman being allowed in female-only spaces which i i wouldn't know i I wouldn't agree that that's necessarily a a right that anyone has i mean there's female and male only spaces like everywhere in public just look at restrooms so yeah i mean so even even that article specifically was kind of flawed in the fact that they couldn't really point out what these female given rights um specifically were that that the transgender person would be encroaching on but like i said i again this conversation is mainly because i'm i'm not a woman so there's there's certain things that yep. i can't speak from so i wanted to get the point of view of of women and and just so we can have this conversation so i just wanted to make that clear but for the audience but um continue well, you, I'm Sorry, you got
0: great women to do it because we're we're totally pro trans women so <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah.
1: I know, I know, and I, I listen. I listen to your podcast, so that's why as soon as this topic came up, I was writing the DM. Like, I know exactly who to invite on. So.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, I love it. I mean, I don't know. With, I feel like. Um... Like I just cannot think of like a natural born right unless they mean like birthing a child. But like even then, like how is that a right? Most of these women aren't even like purposely getting pregnant and if they are, they just want to see what the child looks like anyway, and then that's it. Facts. <laughs> Fox what right it's Fox. Fox I mean it was a Fox article
1: <laughs> uh, don't even get me started on Fox articles but, um,
0: <laughs> yeah, <I love> Fox. <laughs> <laughs> but we listen to uh to Hannity purposely just so we can laugh
1: <laughs> oh yeah yeah do you guys uh by chance and I, I actually love Ben Shapiro um for many reasons but he does say some stuff that I just I look at him I'm like dude do you guys listen to Ben Shapiro at all
2: oh when he pops up on my feed every once in a while but then it's just like it's too much like i can i can tolerate sean hannity i guess because i'm just used to it and i know it's conspiracy theories but ben shapiro just his delivery is just i can't it makes me cringe and, and itch i can't Yeah, <laughs> and, I
1: get, and i guess that's why i don't mind him because like his delivery and not the topics but his delivery is very much like my dad <laughs> used to talk uh-huh. to me so <laughs> that type of delivery doesn't bother me now the topics okay. and what what he does a lot of times is just like dude come on you you have to talk about that with a little bit slider of hand but um that's yeah. just why i don't find him as abrasive because anyone who's talked to my dad knows my dad cuts no corners unfortunately but that's my own <laughs> trauma we'll talk about that later
2: right <laughs> father.
0: <laughs> <then>. uh, <laughs> <never>. <laughs> hashtag father trauma
1: oh man um that man uh, but um so and th- just the last question on this topic before we move over to the next one which that one's gonna be a whole doozy but um oh yeah oh yeah so you and another another thing um that i've read is that um to say that you can kind of boil down everything that makes a woman um, into just the the psychological thing of, oh, well, I identify as a woman. Does that at all, as as a naturally born woman, as a cisgendered woman, um, I, I, that's the politically correct way to say it. I don't want to offend anyone. But d- does that at all bother you or is it just a thing of if you identify as a woman, you live your life as a woman, then I respect you as a woman or does that statement of, you know it, it just boils it just boils everything down to oh I, i'm a woman now so i can be one does that does that bother you guys at all or do you kind of understand the fact of that um that gender identity oh
2: well, you want to go first? go ahead well it, it doesn't bother me because i am a woman but um the way i do i'm i'm not a typical woman like i i'm a more masculine presenting and uh the you know the things stereotypical women do i don't do so i think a woman is just it's not one cut and dry thing. It's and so it's not really a definition for it. So and, and gender in itself is is a social construct. So if somebody says I wanna be a woman, I'm like, hey, what's up? Or not it's not I wanna be a woman or I am a woman just in the wrong body. If somebody says something like that, I'm like, okay, go join the team, let's get to it and do it. Let's work on this feminism stuff and I'm all for it. You know, it it, it doesn't really affect me at all. At all. No. Yeah. So. And uh I, I
0: agree with Gabby. I I'm not masculine presenting. I'm very feminine presenting, but I don't necessarily identify as like woman straight up. Um genderqueer. So like gender doesn't really like that doesn't really matter to me. Like gender binaries aren't really a thing. So if someone's like, hey, uh, you know, I am a woman, then I'm gonna respect that. That's just like to me, it's the same thing as if someone said, Hey, my nickname is Pocahontas. Can you call me Pocahontas? And I'll be like, Yeah, that's fine with me. Like it doesn't matter. This is your life, this is how you wanna live it. What how is it my how is it my business to, you know, tell you how you can live? Especially if this is something that you feel like, you know, is very dear to you and this is who you should be.
1: Huh? I can definitely understand where you're coming from. I'm sorry. When someone says something so wise, like, how do you follow it up? There's nothing left to say. You just killed it. I I have nothing to ask Drop the mic.
2: (laughs) Yeah, just (laughs) drop it and walk off.
1: Um, (laughs) Well, I want to thank you for that topic, um, for that conversation. We're going to take another brief musical break on the other side of that. We're going to be talking about the thing that uh, everyone seems to want, have, or obtain in some way, and that's booty. So we'll take a, a brief break now, see you guys yeah. on the other side.
2: All
1: right. So if that little bit at the end of the last segment wasn't enough to let you know that this conversation is going to be a doozy it it is we are here to talk about booty and that's just to to narrow Mm -hmm. down to just one word but uh what the topic that we're really talking about is the fact uh, the increase in women changing their body uh with surgery and shots and um on the flip side of that what responsibility do men have in causing that societal pressure um of women that's put on women to affect or augment their bodies. And we'll we'll just start off with a few stats um before we get into the details. In um 2014, 21,000 women got butt augmentation surgery. That number has risen every year by at least 18% in the years since. Um, wow. Yeah and in. So since two thousand, since the year two thousand, we've seen a two hundred and thirteen percent increase on just butt lifts, butt augmentation, or butt injections. So the total of butt surgeries, and that's from the American Society of Plastic Surgery. Um, that statistic. So, uh, ladies, I mean, when you when you hear about this and the numbers and the increase, like once once I when I sent. This topic to you it was before I had did any research on it. It was just a topic that came to mind, but mm-hmm. seeing these numbers really just made my jaw drop um so when yep. you when you see that and, and, and just put out another another number so at the minimum, these surgeries or enhancements cost five thousand to fifteen thousand at the most um, mm. and um in two thousand and sixteen, Americans spent fifteen billion dollars on um, some type of butt enhancement surgery or, or shots, and 7.3 percent of that came from African American women. So now that we have all the numbers out there, uh, Gabby, I'm coming to you first on this one. What What do you think of it? And then also, what do you think uh, society, the pressure that we put on, on on women, that may be causing this?
2: All right, this might be a shocker, but I'm not going to blame the men on this one. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Um men aren't trash about booty, what? You no. know what I'm saying? Because I would call myself a, a what is it, a derriere connoisseur. Oh my so god. So I I I could be a part of the problem as well. But um I think it's more of I mean, people have their people have their preferences. People have you know, they, they like what they like. I think it's more of just a deal with a lot of women just first of all having low self esteem. Second of all, thinking they have to change themselves to get a man. Third of all, thinking that getting a man is the ideal goal and that's all they need to do in their life. And so I think it's more of just the way we raise these girls to uh, um, go to these lengths to seek male approval. Um, So I think it's more of just on that. We, We need to really push and instill in our girls that no matter what you don't have to change yourself to get a man a man is going to love you the way you are especially you you trying to impress a rapper or something like that like get a life um and then also um what was i going to say a lot of times like why why are they spending i don't understand why they're spending all this money when i mean you could go to the gym and and, and do it I don't understand that. So I think it's it not is, quick and easy. like you know, yeah, that's understand what I'm saying. That. It's just it's just a product of our society. Everybody wants something quick, everybody wants something fast. Women are conditioned to go bend over backwards to get a man. So I think it's more just of society as a whole, not necessarily men that are doing it, but just just the way that this society is is arranged at the moment.
0: Okay, so I don't think that I necessarily disagree with you, but I think it has a lot to do with the fact that booty is trendy. Does that make sense? Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like booty now is something that you see literally on every single magazine. Everyone, if you are popular, if you are trending right now on the internet, you have a butt. Like literally, there's not a single person out there who is trending right now that doesn't have a butt. So I feel like booty is trendy. It's it's something that um yeah, it's a societal thing, but at the same time I feel like because it's trendy then more people are going to want to have it just like with anything else that's trending.
2: So you're saying that, that they shouldn't just talk, they just should just stop talking about booty then? No, that's not what I said.
0: Well, th- what is the problem? What is...
2: Nothing, but I
0: think that's the reason why there's so, like, there's a upris. I'm not saying that that's a problem. Well, I'm saying who,
2: who is to blame for, for all these people getting butt enhancements?
0: Do you have to blame someone? Yes. Okay, so then I would say that um, there's it's not really a blame thing. It's more or less like I guess society would be to blame because society makes this social norm that booty is the the best thing in the whole wide
2: world and you have to have a booty or you're not good enough. Like, but shouldn't grown folks be able to say, I don't have to get this in order to have work. And I'm just gonna say something.
0: yes, but grown folks can't even like pay their own bills on time. So what makes you think people are not going to play into societal norms? <laughs> I don't
2: know. Does like, happen? I mean,
0: like grown folks, that's a broad term. What do you mean grown grown? grown
2: 20, 25
0: and older okay there's 25 year olds who still live at home they cannot pay their bills because
2: of the way society is set up
0: but you think that they're not going to play to into societal norms there's grown folks who still out here playing into gender norms I mean, like you can't you cannot expect people to do that, I just can't
2: okay
0: so, yeah. oh no, you're
1: fine so i mean but but just that 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 difference there and that difference of opinion and and just the source of the problem, I'm sure contributes to how i mean how do you go about fixing how do you how do you go about whether it's society whether it's them being responsible for what they choose at all i mean there's definitely an increase uh, uh, in a problem here and you know i i I have two daughters so i worry about what that does uh to see now that that it's becoming such a cultural norm now to go and get that type of surgery and how Mm -hmm. is that pressure going to be put on the young women coming up what do we do now as a society um to, to to combat that and you know another stat that i forgot to throw out is that i was surprised it was this low but as of 2016 the end of 2016 only 19 women of color uh, have died of this of the the um the augmentations or uh, injections um so like mm-hmm. there's there's obviously something that needs to be done for this or or should we just let it play out what how do you guys view that
2: well good to go ahead I- no no go ahead Well, I already said it, like, we, we like, grown folks, I guess we gotta teach the grown folks too, but teaching these women that their worth is not tied to if a man wants them, if a man finds them sexually attracted, and their worth is not tied to, like, they shouldn't be so caught up in their body that they willing to spend money on it. Like, just teaching (laughs) self-worth, and just teaching feminism, and teaching, uh... Uh, empowerment in yourself and and self-love?
0: Okay, so here's my debate to you in regards to that. Not that I disagree, because I definitely believe that we should be teaching body-positive things. But you just mentioned that they shouldn't have to buy things to make their body better. How do you play that into, um, you know, your gymnast? So, like, you you buy protein things and you buy things that makes your body, yeah. quote-unquote, better.
2: Right, but so, my, my turn is, my, what's the my, difference? Here's, here's the difference. The difference is going under a knife in the surgery where folks is, is ending up dead. Me eating a protein bar nine times out of ten, I'm not going to die from it.
0: I'm I'm sure so, there's weight, lift, weight lifters that have actually died too.
2: Yeah, but not from eating a protein. No, bar. But, but still they've still yeah, died. Yeah, the, the ones that and I say the same thing to them. The ones that are abusing steroids, the ones that are injecting themselves with all these chemicals and stuff like that. We got to teach them too. We okay, so don't just so teach only women. natural people teach. are better. Yes. So don't, teach, don't just teach women, teach everybody their self-worth is not tied to how their body looks and to love themselves and what they are. And if you want to change yourself, change it, but do it naturally in the right way and for the right reasons. I feel
0: like you're hypocritical because, and I'm sorry, I hate to do it, but... <laughs> Like, do you remember whenever um, that song with Kendrick Lamar came out and he was talking about the girl being natural and that's how he likes his women? Yeah. Like, that's kind of what you sound like now. Like, yeah. women should be natural. They shouldn't have to do all this. No, like, it's their no, choice. No, no, I
2: understand that. But you also have to come back the reasons why. Now, you can say, yes, all women should have the choice to do whatever they want. Absolutely. 100%. Ain't nobody putting a gun into their head saying don't get butt injections. But before they do it, you want to educate them and let them know, hey, you don't have to do this. Love yourself, this, that, and the other. If they still want to get it, go ahead and do your thing. Butt but I injections... don't want it to be because of low self esteem and them trying to get a man.
0: So what if what if butt injections is a way for
2: them to love themselves?
0: You know what I'm saying? If they
2: if they come to that conclusion in their head after I've laid out all this information to them, there's nothing I can do, and they can go ahead and. and Oh, okay. So you're
0: just saying there should be more regulations?
2: Not regulation. There should be more education before you. Education. Okay. Okay. And and feminism stuff. Okay. 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 Another (laughs) talker. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're
1: fine. You're fine. And, and I mean, that, that brings me to my next point, which is a, a perfect segue is that there is still no regulated or official drug or chemical or injection that has been officially cleared. Well, not clear there, there have been some that are clear, but that are that are. Proven to be safe, like there's some that yeah. are acceptable, but there's we still aren't at that point, and that's why you wow. see like people are, are willing to go and get the back alley procedures where they aren't sure what their body's getting injected with, because as of right. right now, there's no regulation to it, and and that's breeds a larger problem because even if we say this is safe with moderation, even when we say do all your research possible on it before you go and get it done, there's no official drug that's been approved for this so that that's that's crazy
2: man and that's what makes it that's what makes it scary you know like i saw that one with that girl the lady was uh injecting folks with like cement and like uh glue and stuff like the folks was messed up and then i saw some videos that were really disturbing about this girl like she could like move the implant in her butt like she could like flip it over you could see it it was gross
0: man and i just feel like that's crazy because that's that's definitely, that is a product of society. Like, society it's pushes you. Too, yeah, part. society is pushing you so much to hate your body and hate who, what you have and hate, like, how you feel about certain things about your body. And because of that, you feel like you need to go into extreme measure, measures and do stuff with your body. It's crazy. Ooh
1: yeah it's it's it, and and i mean that's just opens the door to like the whole world of surgery and that that could be its own whole separate uh episode so I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole too much right now but um i i mean i i will say that you know when when you have one's surgeries and and injections that are safe and have been found by the f c c to be safe that that's different that that's that's yeah. completely different but when you are just basically taking whatever you don't quite know exactly what you're taking into your body. There's no research Mm -hmm. that has been done on it. Like, I don't care if the doctor is the best doctor in the world like that. That's scary. At least just the idea of it for me would be terrifying. I agree. I I don't trust none of this stuff.
0: Well, it doesn't really surprise me, if I'm honest, because people do that with drugs all the time don't know what's oh, yeah, in it, true. True. Yeah. don't know what's in it, don't know what's going on with it, and they just do it. So, like, <laughs> I'm not surprised, honestly.
1: Hey, it's all it's all about that booty, I guess. That's just, yeah. um, yeah, that's yeah. Anything that you guys have left on, on this subject before we move on to the last topic of the night?
2: Well, I just, it's, what can I say? I feel like I've contributed to the problem. I'm going to stop talking about booty now because I don't want people Please to. Please don't. I <laughs> want people to, to feel like they're conflicted and have to get surgeries and stuff like that. But hopefully we can. Like, if if there is a big need for it, this is a big market. I feel like the government, they just need to find something that's safe. And they can make billions. I mean, as long as it's safe, you know, people are going to abuse it. Like, people abuse uh, breast breast uh, implants and stuff like that. But, you know, for the people that really need it or really feel like they need it, we need to come up with a safe way and just let them go and do it, I guess. Don't do what you
0: want to do. Live your life with yeah. a big booty. That's what I want to do. That's my goal in life. Eventually, <laughs> I'm going to get that Brazilian butt lift, and then I'm going I'm to well, have
1: that big butt. You, you may want to get that um as soon as possible because as of right now, the price of that is $8,500, and which is, has, has re- risen 30% in just the last three years.
2: Oh, girl, I need to get into surgery. <laughs> Let me find out how to do this stuff. Now this
0: will start the problem. <laughs> well, well, I'll never get that Brazilian butt <laughs> definitely not. Nope, have to take out a loan. Never yeah, <laughs> exactly, get a whole loan.
1: Just, just that. that's something. That's deep for the love of booty. Eighty-five $8, hundred dollars, but um. <laughs> so let's let's move into our last topic for the day.
3: in the air for love Mm. It's a blessing to see people With their heads up to the sky still honestly for the same people Life can be so I'm amazed by all your strength, I am, yes I am And I'm so grateful you come through, yeah So I take this time to stop a moment And show my gratitude to you Oh, I put my lighter in the air for you I see what you're doing, yeah, I see what you go through Put my lighter in the air. The truth is, you're beautiful, beautiful. Now put your lighter in the air for us. Everybody singing together, sing a new song. Put your lighter in the air for love. It's beautiful, beautiful.
1: This one is—I I wanted to sandwich it because we had two pretty deep topics. Um, but th- this one is—is is I titled it "You Tripping," and that's just—we're gonna bring. One thing each that men that men and women are tripping about when it comes to relationships. KT, you have the floor.
0: Oh Lord, um, one thing. Oh, I'm gonna beat you up, Gabby. Um, okay. So one thing that I feel like, because I'm not really experienced in, well, let me let me not lie. Okay, so with men, I would say that. Um, sorry, there's a bug. Okay, uh, so. With men, I think that they're tripping about how they feel about women, period. Um, there's a lot of toxic max masculinity that happens in masculine communities, whether it's with men or with masculine women. So they're tripping about um, a lot of toxic hyper-masculine things. Like what? Like what? Um, I would say about, let's see.
2: What's a movie?
0: How wasn't prepared, right? Um, and oh my gosh, that bug keeps getting to me. Okay, um, how they, I'll go back, how they feel about women's bodies. Okay, they must have a big butt to be the best wife ever.
2: Okay, so they're tripping, <laughs> they're tripping. Okay, <laughs> okay, interesting. Um, how these women be tripping? Let me tell y'all how these women be tripping. Oh, you got a whole list. <laughs> uh, let's see. First of all, the hypocrisy. No. That that's number one. The hypocrisy in that if they see somebody that is nice looking, they can oogle, they can ooh, they can ah, they can point, they can look, they can drool. Literally. And I and I'm not allowed to say anything. If a woman with a big butt walks by and I even glance Oh, it's World War Three. Oh, I have disrespected her. I have disrespected the relationship and it's over with. Like, I don't understand the hypocrisy <laughs> in that. So I'm just, I just, I just, yeah, I don't understand. That's how they tripping to me. Okay.
1: Mm. Okay. Yeah. What about men?
2: I don't know. I've never been one. Um, <laughs> they're tripping because sometimes they don't take baths. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: They oh, man, are your the your grown body body men who think don't take care. baths? Right,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, that's, that's how they're tripping.
1: Oh, wow. <laughs> that's wild. Uh, yeah. KT, do you ever know who?
0: Um, Not really, no. I kind of want to go against Gabby, but uh, how are Wait. they tripping? Um, Okay, so I want to say studs are tripping. That's a word for lesbians in the community. Will you stop? You keep messing things up. You keep talking to me while I'm trying to help while I'm trying to have a conversation. I, need you to raise up. I am so sorry. Hey, <laughs> Y'all, I'm so look sorry. Y'all
1: look good. Y'all
0: good. Now I don't
2: even know what I'm saying. Okay, that's fine. I'm sorry, I ain't got nothing else.
1: That's it. <laughs> All you right, can whoop
2: so. it Okay, I get a way that men are tripping. Okay. Back to the oogling thing because it's it's very um a very big deal. Okay, these are how this is how men are tripping. Men don't know how to how to check somebody out with being creepy. Um, So there have been times where I, my masculine presenting stud self, have been checked out by men. And it's been the most awkwardest thing ever. Like, I think y'all need to learn how to do it the right way like a lot of times it just be y'all staring dead at somebody but and then they look <laughs> and you hurry up and turn your head no 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 you have to do it the right way you have to slyly oh I'm just checking my, my phone and then look because cause if, if you start staring then you're going to come off as creepy and then you can't do it no more so that's how y'all are tripping you you come off as creepy and you need to, to get yourselves together that's all I got for the men's
1: <laughs> all right, uh, I Go ahead.
2: I have one
0: more. Uh, this is one for the heteros relationships. Y'all always have some kind of like debate about who is supposed to be paying for dinner like like y'all can't like switch it up sometimes. No it's always got to be the man. It's always got to be the woman. Like there's always some fight on Twitter <laughs> in the heterosexual oh, twi- Twitter about who is supposed to be paying for food. This can y'all just I'll just figure it out honestly. <laughs> like I'm tired of hearing about it. Can one of y'all pay for it? Cuz if not like I'm going to come in there and be like, "Hey, this is who is the one that's supposed to be paying tonight. Tomorrow, you can pay, because I'm tired of hearing it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, I like that one. That's hilarious. Yeah, there's always an argument going on on Twitter for that. Um, mine is for women. We'll, I'll start there. And I kind of tweeted this out, so anyone who watches my Twitter, I'm, I may have buried the lead here. But the overuse of the word consistency. I feel like women now, like anytime that they have a problem with men, they they're almost immediate go to is to throw out the word consistency. When most of the times that's not even really what they mean when they go on to f- fully explain what yeah. their problem is, not to say that they don't have a legitimate issue. I'm just saying stop using the word consistency as a crutch, because most of the times you're talking about frequency, not consistency uh, in, in, okay. in what I've what I've read, at least.
2: OK,
1: no, no reaction to that one. No thoughts on that one.
2: Oh, I never
0: used it. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've thrown it out recently. And, uh, I feel like I have, if I'm honest. But I don't know what, in what context. So,
2: that, what, what would you say is the difference between the consistency and the frequency?
1: So, and, and, and not to say everyone, because there are many people who, who do use the word consistency correctly. But what I'm what I'm speaking of specifically is when... Uh, And this is a a, hold on. I'm going to go to my Twitter because I'm going to read this one. Exactly. Because I know I just. Okay. okay. Hold on. Sorry. Now edit out this space. Um, But okay. So this one, this tweet said that you can't text me once a week and expect me not to find someone else. There's no consistency there. When there's no consistency, I go elsewhere. And this is what and that's a perfect example of she's not talking about consistency because if he texts you once a, if for example, if he texts you once a week every Monday, that's a form of consistency. You yeah, that's want him to text you more. Yeah. Exactly. He you just want him to text you more. That's frequency, not consistency.
2: Yeah. Okay, I got you. Okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I see, I see, I
1: see. And, and 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 like I said, like sometimes men absolutely can be inconsistent, um, as far as like being hot and cold or, or one day talk to you all day every day and then just disappear for a week and then text you back. That I understand mm-hmm. being a consistency issue. But if the man... take, And sometimes people don't realize that not everyone is attached to their phones every day. I am unfortunately, but not everyone is. So like if, <laughs> if someone legitimately can't text at work and you get mad because he hasn't texted you in eight hours well, find out why he's not texting you for the, those eight hours instead of just running off. Like that That's just something that I don't have those issues, um, in, in in my situation, but I just I've that's something I see on social media all too much. And one it thing that i go ahead. childish. It, doesn't it? Doesn't it? <laughs> and, 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 oh man, people people can just be crazy when it comes to relationships. And uh <laughs> one thing i'll say men are tripping on and again these these are just things that i've seen i can't i'm not generalizing on either gender either sex or whatever you want to call it because everyone has their legitimate issues but people men specifically stop i won't say lying a lot of men embellish a lot and stop embellishing just be you be comfortable who you are stop thinking you have to be a different person to impress women and just be yourself and i'm pretty sure you'll impress somebody just by being genuine and i I think that so instead of calling it an embellishment i'll say men in general are tripping on just being genuine so that's my
2: yeah what did somebody say on twitter they said when a man asks you (laughs) what do you want in a man is so he can change himself to be that person and i said it's that's probably true and i think i've done that as well i know (laughs) So, yeah, you're right, but but it's hard because it's like if you really want somebody, then it's like, well, I'm going to do everything I got you to do. But eventually, that facade is going to go away. They're going to find the real person, and if it's not who that who you were at first, it might turn them off, and the relationship gonna be in shambles. So.
0: Maybe that's the reason why relationships fail so much anyway.
2: Because everybody being fake.
0: Yeah, everybody being fake to each other, and then like eventually you find out who the real who is or the real you is and they don't like that person and plus they get married in like three months so
2: that's how straight folks (laughs) they get married like in uh six months and they get engaged in six months to get married the next year
1: sometimes it's even worse than that like i saw on twitter where somebody got married i think in like three weeks and it's just like there's no way there's no way you can know enough about (laughs) any person to get married in three weeks like it's just
2: We still in the line phase. (laughs) You got to at least wait two years, at least to get engaged. And then the next year, maybe get married. But even then, like, ooh, I don't understand how they do it. Sometimes, you know, because folks get pregnant and stuff. But even if that, like, you are making a vow to stay with this person forever and ever. And you don't even know, like, their favorite ice cream. So, but that's the reason
0: why divorce is so high too. It's yeah, because exactly. people can get married and get divorced in like two weeks span. So
1: and people don't don't look at it anymore as life as lifetime commitments. They just look at it like we really really get along, and if it ever changes, then we'll just get divorced. And it it shouldn't be that way. You shouldn't get married with the expectation of. Oh well, you know I could just get divorced if it doesn't work out. Like that's crazy,
2: right? If that's the case, you should just be dating. Like I don't. That's why I really, I really don't get on folks. You know, that's been like dating for like ten years. Like I don't even, I don't even blame them because I'm like, you know what's best for you mm-hmm. and you know what works for you. I, I do side our folks that get married like within a year span, but you know, do what you want to, but. Like I said, you, you you just don't know anything about that person. Like I, I look at my relationships, I knew nothing about those people in a year. Like three two years later, like we are so much different, uh, the way we talk to each other and interact with each other than we were that first year. Like it's
0: yeah, crazy. Like even with my own relationship, I'm still learning things about my own partner. So like and we've been together for three years now, so I can't imagine only knowing them for two weeks. Then eventually getting And then getting to marry them.
1: It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you guys for joining me. And, you know, we have to give you guys a chance to plug your podcast and everything you guys got going on. Um, So, Gabby KT, this is your time. This is your time to shine. The spotlight's on you. Take it away.
2: Dun, 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 dun.
0: Go, KT. Gabby, yeah, you know you do the opening and the closing, oh, so well, on. I guess I'm going to do it.
2: <laughs> See, you do that a purpose. Podcast. <laughs> we have a podcast called Talk It Out Podcast. You can listen to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash talkitout, as well as Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, like literally wherever you can find a podcast, just type in Talk It Out Podcast, you can find us. You can hit us up on social media. We have a Facebook, doc- Facebook at facebook.com slash talkitoutpodcast, and Instagram at Talk It Out Podcast and a Twitter at Talk It Out underscore Pod. Um, we are doing a pad and tampon drive for the homeless people in Memphis. Um, the drive is going on until May twenty fifth. One hundred percent of every cent that we get will go to buying pads, tampons, and other feminine hygiene products for these people, and then they'll be distributed through Sister Reach, an organization in Memphis. Um, if you want to donate to that, you can donate via our PayPal, paypal.me slash talk it out and just title it, you know, Pats and Tampon Drive or our cash app at dollar sign talk it out podcast. And we greatly appreciate your donation. Yes.
1: <laughs> KT, you, <laughs> your sound effects are hilarious.
2: You always got to add a little. A My little grit. song.
0: Right. Yeah, like even at the beginning of our podcast, it's always and KT like always
1: you gotta always gotta do the, gotta singing. Do the <laughs> <laughs> ah. Oh well thank you so much for joining me uh, ladies and gentlemen this has been The Awakened Soul you guys can follow me at CEO Hayes it's at C-E-O-H-A-I-Z-E you can go to my new website that is theawakensoulpod.com which I'm excited about because I worked for like three days on and I've never done a website before and it stressed me the hell out so you better go check it out <laughs> um, <laughs> You can send me any feedback, questions, comments, concerns to theawakensoapod at gmail.com. I'll see you guys next week.
4: If this be the hill I down, then let it be a mountaintop. Let them hang from the rooftops and pop bottle tops in memory of me. And let it be grand, not plain or Sandra Bland, not black or Mike Brown, not white or Freddie Gray. See, I still can't believe that we wasn't saved by the Sean Bell. May the fruits of my labor not be stopped at Fruitville Station. The fact that Trayvon Martin didn't get to meet his Gina is a crime in and of itself. But I don't want to be a martyr or a mural. One should have been enough. But the multiplicity of the plural is plentiful and pitiful. The fact that you got 10 names rolling off your tongue that I still haven't uttered is utterly ridiculous and unfitting, despicable me. To think that I had the luxury of not consuming, commercing, or concerning myself with black trauma. To be told that you can't cry if some of the wounds are self-inflicted. As if you can't be predator and victim. As if we can't talk and listen. Man, listen, if this be the hill that I die on then please, let it be a mountaintop. No more mole heels from being pigeonholed, no more sightseeing from bullet holes, the scope is too small. No more paranoia from peepholes, Because my vision is too big, you're too scared in your comfortable homes, all that plush carpet, you forgot what it feels like to have your face pressed against the cement. When your knees hit the floor, what do you pray for? It must be nice to not have to ask for just another day or your baby back. To only worry about surplus and necessities, to not be the designated prayer ward because you're the only one left. Sometimes I write because I still haven't found the right words. And sometimes these words are the only thing that I have left. So we rage and we riot, we scream and we holler until we have nothing left. They're scared, so they shoot until nothing's left. Empty the clip, tears on our lip, news clips, slaps on wrists, repeat the list, replay all over again. So if this be the hill I die on, then please let it be a mountaintop. Let it be glorious. Let me not die in the valley of the shadow of death, cause in the shadows is where monsters are created. And I refuse to be the American horror story while others enjoy the dream. What a privilege it must be to fail and had a chance to fail again, to make mistakes but live to tell your side of the story, to be served Burger King if you're Dylan Roof, but only served 16 shots if you're Laquan McDonald. I don't want to be a martyr. You can't be one if you didn't sign up for it. And if no change comes from it, then you're certainly not a martyr. You're murdered. Language is important, isn't it? Corrupt souls have deaf ears. So what a paradox when protests don't make a sound. So if this be the hill that I die on, it better be a mountaintop before I hit the ground.